Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. And no truth to the rumor that Greeny is still recovering from another jet debacle last night. It is Chris Carlin and Harry Douglas with you this morning on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus, of course, on your smart speaker as well. Presented by Progressive Insurance and all guests appear on the Goodyear Hotline. Mr. Douglas, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. But I got to say this, Chris. If mm. Greeny has a headache from last night, I have a goodie powder right here on my desk. Or I have some and extra strength so it can take <laughs> care of that headache. I'm sorry. Are you familiar with the Jets? That stuff does not take care of jet <laughs> headaches. What an absolute nightmare for the Jets last night. Be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is heating up and fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. And Mr. Greenberg is set to join us right now. Greeny is with us on the Goodyear Hotline. Good morning. Well, good God, was that disheartening. I mean, uh, you know, it's it's one thing to have gotten some kind of answer to the question yesterday. What I really wanted was some glimpse that would give me a sense of, is Mike White, was that just a a once-in-a-lifetime flash in the pan, for lack of a better way of putting it, or do we really have the potential of having something special here? But I think the worst possible scenario for the Jets is what came out of it, which is, you looked good for a very short period of time, and then went out. So we still don't know. And so the question to me, and I talked about this with Michael yesterday, uh, Michael Kay in, in the afternoon in New York, is a week from Sunday the Jets played Buffalo, which is an outstanding defensive team. And if both quarterbacks are available, who do you play? Because if they go back to Zach, which I think they would and should, and things are going badly in the middle of the second quarter – the fans are going to be chanting, we want Mike, and I, I can't sit here and blame them. And I can't think of anything worse, guys, that could happen to a team than to have the fans chanting for someone else when we are basically at this point building our entire franchise around the second pick in the draft. All right, Harry, I'll start with this. Mike, And I totally understand where you're coming from. For me, right now, Mike White has to play until he doesn't. In other words, exactly what you're talking about last night. You're trying to find out an answer to a question, and I can't remember the development of a young quarterback really being severely hurt by not playing. And if you have a better chance to win right now, even though it's a younger team, it's more important to try to win some of these games with the better player on the field at the moment because these players need to learn how to win like they did this past week. Now, the prohibitive problem here, though, is your defense is just god-awful. And that may determine for you that Zach Wilson will be playing sooner rather than later. Well, Greeny, not only is the defense god-awful, the defense last night gave gave up over 200 yards rushing, Mm 170-plus yards to one person. To one person. I seen C.J. Mosley get stiff-armed by Jonathan Taylor, and then that poor corner who tried to tackle him. I literally said, damn, that young man really probably wants to quit football right now. When it, comes to the, when it comes to these two quarterbacks, though, and I'll say this, Chris, I agree with everything that you said. But at the end of the day, we have to remember that Zach Wilson is the number two overall pick in this past NFL draft. If he's available to play, then that's the guy you have to play. 
You have to let him learn and get through the hardships that he's had this year. You can't pay attention to what the fans are saying. You have to do what's best as a coach, and that's getting your young guy, your rookie quarterback, which is very important right now in his rookie season, going through these hardships so he can learn from these things. He must be the guy that play if he's healthy and, he, and if he's available. Yeah, let me give my thought on that. Actually, I was just momentarily distracted because Jonathan Taylor just ran for a touchdown as we were sitting here. Uh, uh, so I, I, I momentarily diverted my gaze. But here's, here's what I'll say, Chris. And the reason I agree with Harry is as follows. The most important thing the New York Jets are going to do this season is develop Zach Wilson into becoming a star quarterback. That's, that's job one, two, three, and four. That is, even though no one wants to hear it, more important than how many games they win. So what they should be doing right now, what they need to do, and actually what I believe they will do, although we'll see, is whatever is in the best interest of the development of Zach Wilson, if that is playing him this week, then that's what you do. If that is sitting him this week and let Mike White go back out there, then that's what you do. But you don't make the decision based on who gives you the best chance of beating Buffalo, which, candidly, you probably have almost no chance of anyway, but that's not even the point. And that this entire season to be, and I think all Jet fans should want this season to be, because the goal remains, when this season is over, we will go into the offseason, even if the Jets are 3-14. and If we go into it thinking, boy, Zach Wilson showed us why everyone thought he was had a chance to be so special and he's going to be really good, then I think you go into the offseason feeling really good about yourself. And this feels to me like it has an excellent chance of getting in the way of that, and that's the part of this I'm most concerned about. Well, I'll, I'll say this, and another thing a lot of people got to understand and, and, and take note of, the best thing that I thought that happened to that quarterback room for the Jets is Mike White playing his – but off last week because of this reason. When you're going through camp and mini camp and training camp and you come into the season and you don't have a threat behind you, sometimes you can get a little complacent. Not saying that that's what happened to Zach Wilson. I'm just saying sometimes mm-hmm. you can get a little complacent. Competition a lot of times brings out the best in people. So Zach Wilson is sitting back looking at Mike White like, damn, I might want to get my stuff together because this young man can actually play the game of football and he's going to be pushing me from this point on. Now, what what comes out of this might be a better Zach Wilson as well. That's certainly possible. Look, I I would love that to be the way this thing goes. But Harry and Chris, what this does more than anything to me is it underscores the danger of just handing the kid the franchise the minute they took him. Not right. having anyone behind him who who could groom him, not having a, a backup quarterback like let's just say Joe Flacco, or you know in in past iterations Josh McCown or Ryan Fitzpatrick or people like that who were obviously not a threat to the young player and were there in large part to help groom him. So if that guy plays well, then it's still easy to say, well, I mean, we're still going back to Zach. Obviously, when the time is right, that's not exactly the situation with Mike White right now. So it's, it is a complicated situation that I hoped would sort itself out one way or the other last night. Obviously it didn't. The game itself was just horrific. And, um, and, and it leaves you with sort of a, a feeling not quite as bad, but almost as bad as the one that you had before the Mike White game when you come off a New England loss that was just embarrassing and one-sided and everything else. So candidly, 
Uh, my weekend has not even begun, and already it has been thoroughly ruined. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, it, that's exactly where I was going. Is it shattered? Will you be distracted? To, I mean, not, not distracted. You're a pro. You'll be there uh, mentally during NBA countdown. I understand that. But exactly how long does this play out? And, Greeny, is there the potential already, considering where we were not eight weeks ago, of you falling out of love with Zach Wilson? Oh, no. No, oh, was Zach Wilson? No, yes. I mean, uh, no, no. Um, look, I, I don't, don't know. I hear complicated feelings <laughs> right now in the way you're <laughs> yeah. responding to I, this. Mixed emotions. I, I don't even want to think that way. Like, I <laughs> am still of the impression. Look, I, I did. I hosted the NFL draft for ESPN this year, so I um, knew much more about each of the prospects than I normally would. Um, and I spoke to a million different people about Zach Wilson and the people, many of them whose opinions I value enormously, including Steve Young and a few others raved about him to the point that I couldn't help but be extraordinarily excited. And I have not lost that. I I still believe the kid has ridiculous talent and they just have to get him into the right place. He walked into a very different, a very difficult circumstance. Look, he is from a town in Utah, uh, smaller than the apartment building I grew up in in Manhattan. (laughs) <laughs> um, so he's walking into the Big Apple to be the big star coming out of a small school or a smaller, comparatively smaller program at BYU without ever getting the attention that he gets here. And he has had no one to mentor him. His offensive coordinator is, is to, to say the least, untested. His head coach is untested. He has no one in the quarterback room until they acquired Flacco, who had ever done, had ever really had the job before. So, He has been in a very difficult circumstance, and I think they've coached him terribly, to be honest with you. So I myself have not lost one iota of faith in the possibility that Zach Wilson could still wind up being a great quarterback. The thing is, it's on the Jets to get him there. They've got to get him from point A to point B to point C. Um, Exactly what they didn't do with Sam Darnold. And I, I am obviously concerned about how that has started and where it goes from here. Greeny, that's another reason why I will advocate for veterans being on football teams to help these young men develop and learn the ins and outs of the game. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it, is, it is critical, um, especially with a young quarterback. The idea that they didn't think that was necessary is ridiculous to me. And of all the criticisms I have of the current regime running the New York Jets, uh, and for those across the country, that's namely their general manager, Joe Douglas, and their head coach, Robert Sala, that's my biggest one. It has been all along that they just decided that wasn't important, that, that they didn't need anyone like that. And, and for the life of me, I don't understand where they came to that conclusion. And I'm not, I'm not suggesting the situation comes up because of that. Obviously, that isn't the reason that he hurt his knee against New England. But I certainly think that he has looked so bad in so many circumstances, and I, 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 I do believe that a lack of mentorship and a lack of tutoring has been a factor in that. Godspeed, my friend. Get through your weekend. (laughs) And uh, honestly, if you need to take something to help you sleep, I understand it. Uh, Whatever I can do to ease your pain through this weekend to get you, well, to the Buffalo game next week, I'm more than happy. Oh, I I know what I need to help me sleep after watching the Jets last night, and it comes in a bottle or several of them. I can tell you that. (laughs) That's for sure. Greeny, thanks for popping on. 
Thank you, boys. Have a good show. Yep. Mike Greenberg, he hosts this show. It is Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Chris Carlin and Harry Douglas are in for him today. What makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? Because they offer free battery testing and charging and reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone auto zone we are just getting started in fact in moments it doesn't happen often at this time of year but a big time player has just become available on the nfl market we discuss in moments chris carlin harry douglas in for greeny on espn radio and espn plus greeny the podcast for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had, happened in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. I think we're headed for war this morning. With this song. Good morning. Good morning. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas for Greeny on ESPN Radio. And on your smart speaker by saying play ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Odell Beckham Jr. is no longer a Cleveland Brown. It brings us to Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And Harry, for Odell it appears after his father had put out the video earlier in this week disrespecting Baker Mayfield that this has finally brought his tenure in Cleveland to an end, and you would think for Odell it is exactly what you wanted. Well, of course it is. And first, I mean, it would only be right that I wish Odell a happy birthday because today is his birthday. Mm. Odell, Odell, Odell. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. Birthday to you. It's a heck of a present. That's a heck of a birthday present. If there was one thing Odell was wishing for on his birthday, it was for him to be released or let go by the Cleveland Browns. Odell, you are getting your birthday present. I know he probably doesn't want anything else right now but this for his birthday. And this is just a this situation is crazy, man, because it, it started off well, it started off a long time ago. I, I never thought Odell and Baker Mayfield had that relationship, right? And here's the reason why. You're dealing with two alphas, and sometimes as men, 
and I used to talk about this a lot in the locker room when I played with, a, with my fellow teammates. Our egos and pride get in the way of a lot of things, and it stops a lot of things from happening. And when you look at Odell, he's an alpha male. You look at Baker Mayfield, he's an alpha male. Baker Mayfield wants to be the guy. He wants to be the center of attention. Odell, he wants to be the guy. He wants to be the center of attention. And it's nothing wrong with that. But for a quarterback and a wide receiver, you guys got to have some kind of relationship to where, okay, at some point, one of the other says, okay, you're the man today. Okay, another day comes, Chris. Okay, Odell, you, you can have the rings today, right? But what they're saying is basically it's not enough. One person has to be the alpha male. One person has to be the top dog uh, when it comes to that Cleveland Browns team in the face of the franchise. But Odell Father tweeted that video, right? Mm-hmm. And here's why I have an issue with that. I have an issue with that because of this. I played in the NFL for 10 years. My brother played in the NBA for eight, nine, eight, nine years, right? And we have a father who's very passionate, loves his kids. Now, my father respects us enough and has the ultimate respect for us that if we say, hey, dad, you got to chill out, you got to relax, he's going to relax. So when it comes to that video being tweeted out, the only thing I could think of, okay, Odell gave him the okay to do that. Otherwise, and I know his father respects him enough that if Odell said, hey, pop, chill out, we don't need all that, don't do that. I know he probably wouldn't do it. So that's where I'm at on that video. And I know Keyshawn said that sometimes you can't control your family members. In some cases, that might be right. But still, if your family members love you and your family members respect you the way they should, if you tell them to chill out and relax, they're going to chill out and relax. Yep, and they should, frankly. Because if they're – and I can appreciate a father wanting to protect his son – and yes. it's the best for his son, but his son at this point has to be the one to ultimately say to his father, you're not helping when you do something like that. Yes. Now, I, I've, I'm 100% with you. I think Odell was thoroughly on board with it, and this is now twice where he has, in essence, forced his way out of a situation. He gets a contract with the Giants, and within a year gets traded out of New York, which I think we could argue at this point, it's not like things have gone great for the Giants, but it was something that they had to do. And now it didn't work out in Cleveland. My big question is, is it ever going to work out with Odell? Is he ever going to be a player that is truly not just going to be a great player, Harry, but is ultimately going to help you win? We have seen guys who have been headaches before when they've gotten to a certain situation where they have been able to really capitalize in that spot finally, where they, where they felt like it was the right place and they became um, guys who you know weren't disruptive. Are we ever going to find that with Odell? Because I have my doubts and, about that. And I have my answer. My answer is yes, but here's the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the main factor. You have to go to a culture that understands Odell and where Odell is coming from. Because, see, a lot of, sometimes Odell is misconstrued as well because he wears his heart on his sleeve. He's passionate about the game of football. He loves the game of football. But if you're not surrounded by people who understand that about Odell, then no, it's not going to work. If you're surrounded by people who understand, like, hey, I understand what you're going through. I understand what your argument is. But, hey, this is what I need you to do. I need you to hone in, though. I need you to hone in, though. And I'll use an example. This happened to me, man, 
like either my last year with the Falcons or second to last year with the Falcons, I was at a boiling point and I was about to go in and blow up on everybody. But luckily I didn't. And I met with my pastor and he, he sat there and told me, he said, are you stupid? He said, you're about to let your emotions get in the way of business. Your emotions can't get in the way of business. And I know sometimes that's hard to tell people and, and it's, and it's hard to, to, to bottle in those emotions. And I'm not saying bottle things in, but Sometimes your emotions may get in the way of what the common goal is and what you want to accomplish. And for Odell, did this situation play out and work out in his favor? Yes. Was Cleveland, in my eyes, wasting his talent? Hell yes. And when we, the other side, we got to look at this now, and I don't think anybody has brought this up yet. We got to take it back to Minnesota. When Kevin Stefanski became the offensive coordinator, he was the interim, I think, in, nine, in, in 2018, but it became the offense coordinator in 2019, mm-hmm. right? And one of his receivers was Stephon Diggs. And what did Stephon Diggs complain about? Not getting the ball enough. You know what I mean? Understanding that they wanted to be a run-first offense. Now, he still had 1,000 yards that year, but he wasn't getting the receptions that he had the year before or the year before that, right? So now we have another receiver in Odell Beckham, and we're basically copying and pasting. Not the same exact situation, but we're copying and pasting things that's transpired with Kevin Stefanski being the play caller in Cleveland and Kevin Stefanski uh, uh, being the play caller in Minnesota. And then you have two premier wide receivers in Odell Beckham and Stephon Diggs, right? So I'm, I like to look at all angles of this thing. Is Kevin Stefanski going to run the football? Yes, he is. He came mm-hmm. from the Shanahan tree. But he hasn't evolved the offense like Kyle, Sean McVay, Mike LaFleur, Matt LaFleur, all those guys have when it comes to the motions and using receivers more so than they do in Cleveland. Because I'm up here looking at Cleveland's stats right now when it comes to receivers and tight ends. Right now, Njoku is leading the team with 323 yards receiving. Which is nothing. That is crazy <laughs> as hell to me. Yeah. you want, And then Odell is number two with 232, and then People Jones – and Jarvis Landry, I understand Jarvis Landry missed some games, and Odell has missed two games. But if I have a talent, I'm going to put my, my, my general manager, head coach, offensive coordinator hat on right now. If I have a talent like Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, I'm getting those, those guys touches instantly so they can touch the football and get going. Right? If I got to pick up, if a corner's eight yards off, and cover three, I'm picking the football up and I'm just throwing it to my guys, letting them get me eight. Anything eight plus eight, anything above eight yards is a bonus for my team. I'm giving them a little quick look route. I'm throwing them a little screen, right? That's letting my guys know. I'm giving them a reverse. That's letting my guys know, listen, I, I, I want you to have the football. I want to get you started. I want you to get off. So at times that's not happening in Cleveland with Odell and Jarvis Landry. This has been Straight Talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas in for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. The question now is where does he go 
and who can he help go win? We'll get into that and more right now. We are joined on the Goodyear Hotline by ESPN NFL analyst Rob Ninkovich. With you for every mile on the road to greatness, Goodyear more driven. Rob, it's Chris and Harry filling in for Greeny today, and we're talking about uh, Odell, as you probably heard just a second ago, and the fact that he is now going to be uh, at least on waivers for a team to pick him up. So where do you feel like is an ideal spot for Odell Beckham to go and thrive and help a team win? I think there's a few spots where he can go thrive and, and help a team win. And, and number one being he has to go somewhere with a quarterback that can get him the football. And not saying that in a selfish manner of, of over um, trying to feed him the football too much, but I'm saying – he needs to go somewhere where it's not a run-first team. There's a few teams in my head right now where I'm thinking would be a great fit. Um, I think we know that Vegas is, is having some issues right now. I think he'd be a great fit in Vegas. Um, I think Carr has been a, a great leader in that locker room, especially with the things that have happened to them this year. Um, I think the, the Patriots would be a terrific fit. We all remember in 2007 when they went out and they got Randy Moss um, he was with the Oakland Raiders then at that point, and his career seemed to be kind of just hovering, and, and there were some question marks. He was 29 years old when they traded him, um, and then we all know the rest of his history that year. He went out and had a great year. So um, when I think about OBJ and, and what he brings to the table, the Patriots don't have a clear-cut number one receiver. Um, they have a quarterback with a, a close to 70% completion percentage, and he's very accurate and understands how to read defenses. Um, so he, I think he'd be a great fit there. Then you look at the Ravens and, and OBJ being with Lamar. I know that they are a run-first football team, but a piece like OBJ on a on a offense that is that potent and, and powerful um, would be something very difficult for a defense to prepare for. And then also OBJ now at this point wants to win. He's got to go somewhere and win. He doesn't have many chances left um, to go somewhere and, and have it not work. So for him, I'm sure he's chomping at the bit um, to go to a team that's going to get him the ball, number one, but also be in contention for, for the playoffs. And, Rob, I'll throw one more team out there uh, at you. I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I wouldn't mind seeing them with the L.A. Chargers, with a young Justin Herbert. And they have two guys well, right yeah, now, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. But you add an OBJ to that offense? My goodness. Uh-huh. Yes, and, and um, Deshaun Jackson was just released, um, so they definitely would probably have a spot where he could go in there. And, and when you're working with multiple um, players, you, you think about Cooper Cup and OBJ, um, that would be pretty tough to try and figure out, hey, where are we going to vice here on this, on this double team? So, you know, I, I just think that there are plenty of options for him. Um, but right now, he really doesn't control his destiny because he's released. So he's going to have to go through the claims process. If he is claimed, he goes to the worst record of the teams that claim him. Rob Nekovich, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us right now on the Goodyear Hotline. Chris Carlin and Harry Douglas in for Greeny today. Last night's game, you watch the Jets and you see Mike White after his incredible performance last week. And he goes out there and he plays a couple of series and he looks sharp and then he goes down. So if you're the Jets moving forward, what are you doing 
next Sunday against the Buffalo Bills at MetLife Stadium if both Zach Wilson and Mike White are ready to play? Well, I think it's pretty simple. You, you go with your young quarterback you drafted really high. <laughs> um, at the end of the day, this is a uh, it's a business. We all understand it's a business. Um, there's money invested in a lot of players, and when there's money that follows them, opportunity does as well. So um, if both are healthy, they're going to go with the guy that they've invested a lot of money into. That's a guy who played in the NFL that <laughs> understands the business. Because, listen, there's times, Rob, where we both played in the league, and we know a player has come in, and he might be better than the starting guy. But the starting guy yep. is making $10 million, and the guy that they have that might be a little better is making probably $900,000. they are going to go with that $10 million guy because that's their investment. Exactly. And look, if you paid somebody, if you guarantee somebody uh, money to go paint your house and somebody walks up and says they'll do it for free, you're going to go with the guy you guarantee the money to. So um, right. I'm just thinking at the end of the day, it's a business, and I've witnessed it. You've wish, witnessed that um, as a player, and it's frustrating, especially when you have a great performance and then you go out there and you get hurt, you're hoping that you can show out enough to where maybe you get another chance on another roster somewhere else. Rob Nikovich with us, ESPN NFL analyst. Rob, your take on the whole Aaron Rodgers situation. If you're a teammate in that room, how are you looking at this right now? Well, you know, a teammate, as a teammate, it's a little bit different. I think that in a locker room as a football player, there's things that happen all the time. There's players that are traded halfway through the season. There's there's guys that go on IR, they get hurt, they're gone for the season. Um, I know it's a little bit different with, right now because the COVID and last year and the protocols and, you know, vaccinated, unvaccinated. So you, you try to respect the fact and you try to respect people's decisions. Um, but also I think that when you're basically your destiny is – at the hands and the fate of Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers are not the same team without Aaron Rodgers. So, you know, this game against Kansas City, will they lose this football game? The beginning of the week, I picked the Packers. Now I'm going with Kansas City because Aaron Rodgers won't be there. And he might not be there next week as well. So you talk about a hot team that is is won seven in a row, now might hit a little snag here and you might lose the mm-hmm. mojo. So I don't think the players in the locker room are, you know, um, in in any way concerned that, you know, their season isn't going to go the way they want it to because as a player you focus on yourself, you focus on trying to do your best for the team so you can put yourself in a position um, to extend your career and to play a long time. Um, But you could be a little bit nervous or worrisome, like does this momentum stop here and can we get it back? Last one for me, and I have to admit, I apologize, Rob, because I got on you last week for being too much of a homer when it came to the Patriots going and and (laughs) taking out the Chargers, and I looked pretty stupid. Who won that that one? (laughs) You you did, and I'm admitting it, and I look pretty stupid, but that's not exactly, you know, setting the bar terribly high as an achievement for you. So, this week, what intrigues you the most that might catch me off guard and make me want to think that, you don't know what you're talking about, but you actually do, and I'm stupid. <laughs> well, I, I think well, I'll jump. I'll jump right back on the Patriots w- real quick. I think that they have built. They're starting to build something that 
if you're in the division, and there's only one team in that division that should be paying attention to this, and that's the Buffalo Bills. Um, the Patriots have a chance to not only put themselves in a position to beat Buffalo, uh, but I think they're going to surprise a lot of people as their defense comes together, their offense looks like they're starting to get more comfortable, and if by 4 o'clock Monday a one Odell Beckham walks into that locker room, I think that he'll be able to make a huge impact on that offense. Um, so I'm really high on the Patriots right now. It's not because I live there. It's because I think that they're a good football team. Um, but then another team that I think is going to have a huge bounce back is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. Everyone was let down last week, especially myself. I picked Cincinnati. I picked them to, to beat the Packers. They came up a little short in that overtime loss. Then they go and they absolutely destroy the Ravens. Nobody really thought that they were going to beat up on the Ravens like they did. And then they just lose to the Jets. So I was a little bit like, well, what the heck's going on here? But from the outside looking in, you can really see that they had a huge victory over the Ravens. They're going to play the Jets. Maybe they took them lightly. Maybe they didn't think that, hey, the backup quarterback will be able to throw the football the way that he was able to do it. So they take the Jets lightly. They lose that game. I do not think that's going to happen with the Buffalo or with them playing the Cleveland Browns. Cincinnati is going to beat up on Cleveland. Cleveland's going to fall below uh, 500, and everyone was high on the Cleveland Browns. There were some some people were picking them to win the Super Bowl, but in reality, they're just a 500 football team. Rob, I have to back you, man. I agree with you when it comes to the Patriots. They're playing a great brand of football right now. Mac Jones is efficient. The defense is stepping up to the plate. And you look at them right now. If the playoffs were to start today, I understand it's early. They are in the number eight spot, right? That's one spot out of a wild card um, uh, berth. Now, the next three games they have, the Panthers, the Browns, and the Falcons. If I'm in the AFC, I'm watching out right now for the New England Patriots. I agree with you on that one. I think the one thing that they have to continue to do is offensively figure out how to score more points in the red zone. If you can score in the red zone, that's going to be the difference between them being maybe on the outside looking in or getting into that that playoff competition. Rob, congratulations on making me look stupid, an achievement the equivalent of which is probably waking up this morning. Thanks again. (laughs) Hey, not a problem. I'll do it any week. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, 
all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. We just met this morning, but it turns out we have a history together. We'll tell you about that in a moment. Chris Carlin, Harry Douglas for Greeny on ESPN Radio and ESPN Plus. Right now at Wendy's, see what all the hype is about with our new guaranteed hot and crispy fries. We're talking real, natural cut potatoes sprinkled perfectly in sea salt and guaranteed to be hot and crispy down to the very last fry or we'll replace them. These aren't just the typical fries you add to a meal. These are fries worth adding a meal to. Abandon the old, cold, soggy fries. Head to Wendy's today where your fries are guaranteed to be hot and crispy at participating U.S. Wendy's. There is nothing worse than soggy fries. That is, especially when you order them out, it's just, it's absolute worst. When I'm on the phone ordering out for food and I want fries, I'm, I'm saying, I want you to burn those suckers. I want them to be so overcooked that you've never seen them that dark before in your life because I know that by the time I get them, they are going to be soaked. Well, Chris, I, absolutely I, no can't eat, I can't eat cold fries, period. If I can't get the fries right then and there and they're hot, I'm yeah. not eating them, period. You're just letting them sit there. Oh, yeah. All right, well, I'm not going that far. But <laughs> I, I, it still doesn't stop me from being well, outraged. You're you're a little bigger than me, though, Chris. Oh, you're a little. You're not letting anything go to waste. You're not letting anything go to waste. Two of you that would uh, make up me. Now, I sat down this morning. Harry and I have not done a show together before. And I turned on the microphone, and, and the first thing Harry said to me is, hey, how long have you done Rutgers games? Now, for those who don't know... Harry, before playing for the Atlanta Falcons, the Titans, among others, played for the University of Louisville at uh, under Bobby Petrino in the mid-2000s. And I said, well, Harry, I've done the games for about 18, 20 years now. So, yes, I was there. <laughs> you probably can't night. use the language on air, what I said to you. <laughs> no, no, I cannot. You started cursing because immediately you thought of November, 6th, uh, to November 9th, 2006 at Rutgers Stadium at the time when Rutgers and Louisville got together uh, undefeated, and we know who came out on top in that game. <laughs> oh, man. It's crazy because, like, when I think about that game, that game altered my entire life. At the time, I was playing at the University of Louisville. We were ranked third in the nation. Yeah, I said it right, third in the damn nation. And Rutgers was ranked 15th. And we came in there on a Thursday night, got a big lead. Um, next thing you know, they go to chopping wood, getting the ball to Ray Rice, Mike Till, and then they had a Kenny Brown team that's when the McCourty twins um, Leonard was a running back as well they started chopping wood they came back and it came down to a field goal and their field goal kicker actually missed the field goal but we had a guy jump off sides and they got a William Gay I wasn't gonna say that's my boy so I wasn't gonna do him like that look at you Chris throwing shade at my boy but he um, jumped off sides they got a re-kick, kicked the field goal, and that, that changed my life. It gave me a different perspective on a lot of things, man, because if we win that football game, we go to the national championship because we're going undefeated that season. So I remember it like it was yesterday. And don't I ate y'all up three catches for 97 yards. I got to throw that in there. I'm glad we could help you out. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.